Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Thursday, January 21st. We have a little special bonus for you tonight, actually. We are doing a broadcast with Jeff Risden from down at the Shrine Game, actually. He's going to be filling us in on what he's seen down there during uh, this weekend, who some of the top prospects are, who some of the prospects that maybe have flamed out a little bit and lowered their draft stock are. But I do now uh, first want to welcome in my co-host, as always, Mark Schofield. And Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited about this. Um, you know, Jeff's a great guest. Always happy to talk to him and really looking forward to what he's seen down there, down in St. Pete. Yeah, and Jeff, uh, how's everything been so far? It's been a lot of fun. There's uh, about 100 players down here. The The weather's been colder than normal. That's been a little bit disappointing, but there's definitely some guys that are helping themselves and some guys that are uh, probably wishing they declined their invitations. Uh, but uh, by and large, it's, it's been a very positive week. The uh, the NFL scouting presence is stronger than it, I've ever seen it before. This is the fifth year I've been down here, and there are more more bigger decision makers down here and staying longer than, than they have in the past. So that's a very good thing for the health of this game down here. What do you think the, uh, the reason for that is, Jeff? I, I think there's an increased emphasis on finding value guys later in the draft. And uh, the guys who are at the Shrine game here, there's a couple of guys that might get called on, on Friday night in, in the third round, but by and large, most of the guys here are your, your third-day picks, your Saturday picks, and your priority free agents. Uh, and the, the going trend in the NFL now is to find those guys, find guys in those rounds who can contribute and do things for you, and I think more and more teams are leaning towards that, and, and they're, they're figuring out that this is the, the best place to find those guys, and uh, there's definitely a lot of guys here who are going to have very prominent roles on, on good NFL teams in the very near future. Now, Jeff, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night, and you've done a great job so far of kind of live tweeting what you've been seeing. And I know you spent the day looking at the O lines and the D lines. What stood out to you today when, at both practice sessions? Yeah, you know what? There, there, there's some real pass rushing talent here. Uh, Victor Oshie from Stony Brook. Uh, if you're look, if you're looking for a three-four outside linebacker pass rusher, this is your guy. He is really explosive off the line. Uh, and one of the things that I like today, he actually he had been almost exclusively rushing wide around the outside and, and, and getting around most of the tackles pretty easily. He figured out how to go inside today, and that was really eye-opening. That there, There's a guy who has made himself a lot of money. Uh, he had a lot of people who were wondering, Stony Brook, you know, what, what, where's that? What's this guy doing here? But uh, he, he's definitely moved his way. I think he's going get, to get his name called on Friday night, and uh, very impressive guy. A lot of good, decent offensive linemen. Uh, Alex, or uh, not Alex, I call him Alex Karras all the time. That's his grandfather, Ted Karras. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Karras from, from Illinois. Uh, really impressive guard. Uh, just the total package. Uh, no frills. Nothing, nothing stands out great about him, but there's also absolutely zero holes to his game. Uh, he's a guy that, that's going to play for a long time. Uh, he, he had really good chemistry today with uh, Iona. Utah center, uh, he didn't have the best day. Well, and you can see the power. Uh, both of those fellow run blockers, they both play guard and center. Uh, I think that versatility is good. So there's some definite winners here. Jeff, another guy you mentioned um, kind of going through your Twitter feed was Michigan center Graham Glasgow. What, what, made, you, you know, what made you kind of notice him today? Uh, he's very good in the pit drill, uh, where you're going one-on-one, uh, and, and the, he's on the East squad. Uh, 
out. And the East has some some pretty active wide bodies, uh, guys like Javon Hargrave from South Carolina State, uh, and, and Glasgow really handled him. Uh, he's nasty inside, uh, playing better here than he did at Michigan for the, the bulk of his career. He, he seems to really be hitting his stride and thriving, um, especially in the one-on-one drills and, and then the combo drills where they were doing two-on-twos, uh, where, where the line was, was twisting or stunting and they had to pick it up. He just did very well, has his head up, has good hands, uh, really strong base. He, he doesn't get rocked backwards, and, and that's been happening to a lot of the other guys, uh, especially on the East offensive line. Just a real strong week for him. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him because this is a guy I, I kind of liked him a lot uh, early in his career, and then he sort of leveled off, stagnated, and didn't really do much and uh, didn't have a great senior season, but uh, is, is really impressing down here. Another sort of FCS player that might be getting some attention this week is defensive end Tyrone Holmes from Montana. Um, you know, not a flashy guy by any means, but it looked like he had a good practice today from what you were putting down there on Twitter. Yeah, he's got really good length, and, and he's figuring out how to use it. Uh, he doesn't have – he's not as fast as I think I thought he was going to be uh, for, from watching a couple of Montana games this year. But he's very tenacious. He's strong. He's smart. He finds the ball well. Well, uh, he blew up a screen pass today, which I thought was really good uh, because they, they thought they had him uh, with, with selling it. And the quarterback, uh, Nate Sudfeld, actually faked it very nicely, and, and he was on it, and, and that impressed me. Uh, the other FCS guy here, uh, James Kowser, is also uh, a pass rusher. From He's working on the other side most of the time in the same sets as, as Holmes. It is also doing pretty well. Uh, he just embarrassed Tyler Mars from from Wisconsin today. Now there there's a guy if you're looking for one of the big losers, Tyler Mars from Wisconsin. Unfortunately, I, I'm praying to God that he's got something wrong with him, like hurt, like in like a hamstring pull or something, because he cannot move and he's getting smoked all the time. And and Kowser has taken advantage of it to, to put himself into a, a better better light too. Jeff, a lot of uh, these guys who end up as day three picks. First couple of years on a roster, they may need to be special teams players in order to find a role and really fit a need in the NFL. Are there any guys here that really have a profile that suggests they can be a core special teamer and earn a roster spot in that way? Yeah, uh, one of the guys, and I actually brought him up today, Devondre Campbell from from Minnesota, a player that I was not a fan of watching on film, uh, and I actually went to their bowl game uh, and, and still wasn't a big fan. He's he's six foot three, two hundred forty five pounds. High cut, a lot of muscle, great athlete, uh, hasn't always been a great football player. Uh, but you can see the, the light bulb's clicking on just a little bit here. And, and, and with his athletic promise, he's going to get a chance. Uh, and he does play special teams. He played special teams at Minnesota. And I, th- I think he's a guy that, that can definitely thrive in that. You're, you're so right. And, and one of the things that I've seen players being asked is, is you know, what, what have you done on special teams? Do you have experience covering? Do you have experience, you know, playing as a gunner? Uh, can you run back kicks? Uh, they're asking a lot of the, the defensive backs that, you know, that added versatility, that's critical for these guys who, who are going to, you know, they're, they're the guys 48 to 53 on the roster or on the practice squad looking to get up. If you can contribute on special teams, that, that that's your ticket to an NFL payday right there. Jeff, you just mentioned the secondary. Um, have you gotten a chance to watch the D-backs work out at all? And if so, has anybody kind of caught your eye? Yeah, uh, I spent Monday watching the defensive backs go against the wide receivers. Uh, there's a couple of guys down here. Uh, on the West roster, there's a couple of big guys, uh, small school guys. Uh, LaShawn Sims from Southern Utah, uh, James Couser's teammate, who I mentioned earlier, uh, and, and Mike Jordan from Missouri Western. They're both 
legit six foot corners. Uh, Jordan's really well built. Uh, he's probably 210 pounds uh, and can turn and run. He's sculpted. Uh, there's a guy with some special teams experience as well. Uh, I, I've been impressed with watching him play. Uh, Sims can play. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the safeties, Justin Simmons from Boston College on the East squad. He's got a chance to be a, a, a day two player. Uh, had some fantastic plays uh, on Monday. Made a made a diving interception. Made a leaping breakup of another one. Uh, just always around the ball. He's also showing real leadership skills. This is a guy. He's just the the other defensive backs are naturally flocking to him. You know, and looking to him. He's got the size. He's got the build. It looks like he's got the game to to be a real player in the NFL. And it's he he's definitely expecting a call up to the Senior Bowl next week. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets it. What about Marshall running back Devon Johnson? He's a guy that looks to be kind of a guy that can play both fullback and running back. He's down there getting looked at, coached by Mike Allstott. You got a chance to see him. Um, what is his? It's tough to judge running backs, like you said, but you know what has he done this week so far? Yeah, you want to see. You want to see how well they handled the passing game. He's done very well in in pass protection drills. Uh, he's caught the ball pretty well. Not great, but but he's not dropping the ball. Uh, so he's done well. I, I got a chance to shake his hand today. I think he broke one of my hammy bones. He's got a serious grip, so <laughs> there's definitely no question that he's got strong hands and, and, and upper body strength. He's 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 very well built. He's a solid 245 pounds, and but he gets it moving. Uh, he can burst out through that hole and, and and really explode to that second level. He did that a couple of times and. It was one of those deals where the defensive backs on the sides were like, "Damn, I don't want to get in the way of him." You know, <laughs> that's not a guy that's going to be fun to tackle. Uh, Allstott is the perfect coach for him because if he, that's that's the career path that he can do in the NFL, uh, and he's definitely impressing a lot of people here. A lot of teams wanted to talk to him after practice both days, so uh, he's in high demand. He's a guy who's, who's definitely he's proven that he's fully recovered. He had some back surgery in, in during the season and missed some time. Uh, he's definitely back and, uh, and and ready to go. Jeff, I know that uh, on the East team, uh, I know you mentioned earlier today on uh, on your tweets that Will Munda had a uh, tough day punting the ball, but on the West team, Drew Kayser's down there from Texas A&M, correct? Yes, he is. Uh, both these specialists from Texas A&M are here. What is uh, what do you see from uh, Kayser today? I know he's a guy that a lot of people have rated pretty highly, and uh, you know potentially you know just a late round picker and undrafted free agent. Is he is he a guy that you know stepped himself up into uh, conversation there today? Yeah, he did. Um, and he he definitely booted the ball much better than Monday, who was just he he was battling it, man. It was it was hard to watch, quite honestly. Yeah, Kayser, he's got a really live. Uh, he was turning the ball over well uh, on the punts, and they, they did a couple of things where they wanted him to kick it close to the sideline, uh, and he pinned one really nicely, and the other one, uh, <laughs> some coaches kind of got in the way on the side. It, it probably would have gone near where he wanted it to, but uh, you know, it, it, it gets crowded around the side. So he's a guy, I also was impressed with the way he held. Um, one of the things that's different here at the Shrine game, they do not have long snappers here, and they do at the Senior Bowl. So you've got guys who probably haven't long snapped ever before. Uh, so, so being the holder is not an easy task, and he did a very good job of, of setting himself up today with that. So that, that's kudos right there. <laughs> There's a, you know interesting group of wide receivers down there this week, and one guy that I know has gotten a lot of buzz is Sharp, the wide receiver from UMass. Did you get a chance to see him at all? Yeah, he's, he's smooth. Um, the one thing that stands out, though, he's got really tiny hands. I believe his hands measured in at, at eight inches. 
Ooh. which on a six foot three guy is, is freakishly small. That is small. Uh, yeah, but it hasn't shown in practice. He's catching the ball cleanly. He can definitely go up, go out and get the ball away from his body and secure it. So uh, he doesn't have the the fastest release. He's he's kind of an average athlete, I would say, but. Uh, He's going to make his money going across the middle, being a possession receiver, uh, you know, kind of on drags and, and, and things like that, uh, and in the red zone. I've, I've been impressed with him. Um, Geronimo Allison from Illinois on the other side, the West team, there's a guy who's made himself some money this week. Uh, and really, there's a lot of Illinois guys here, and it goes to show that they were probably right in making a coaching change because all of those guys look pretty good down here, and you wonder when you watch them, how that team wasn't better. I mean, Josh Ferguson at running back, he's he's been fantastic down here. He's definitely, you know, getting a lot of buzz. Allison's played well. Karras, I talked about him earlier, is doing good as well. Even Viangelo Bentley, their tiny corner, uh, has had his moments. So it goes to show that maybe, you know, maybe the, the coaching thing, you know, maybe being it was the, the right ball move. guy. Yeah, it, it was a smart move because they, they had some real talent there. What about the kid from Stanford, Devon Kajusti, the wide receiver slash you know tight end as you've described him? You know, does you think he's got a home in the NFL? You know what? I was talking with uh, Scott Bischoff today. We were watching him, and, and we're both trying to place. You know, what is he? Uh, he is not twitchy of an athlete at all. Um, and we saw guys like this last year. Devin Funches was the same kind of guy, about the same size. Uh, but Funches definitely had more pep to his step than Kajust does. Kajust, he's, he's just got a long stride, no real suddenness to his game. Uh, he's tough, but I, he's not hes not tough enough or physical enough in his style to, to really fit as a tight end. So it, it's hard to see where he's going to go. You were talking about special teams earlier. There's a guy who could be a core special teamer with, with his size and, and length. Uh, so I, I think that's probably his best set. I, he's, he's marginal to get drafted, I think. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by how far he falls, uh, because they do see the size, but if, if you don't know what to do with the size, it doesn't really help you. Now let's, let's take a few moments and talk about the QBs that are down there. There's some really interesting names, you know, the kid from Michigan, Jake Rudock, uh, Vernon Adams from Oregon. Have any of these guys kind of shown themselves to be sort of, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the guys down there? Uh, I think Adams has shown himself to be the best passer down here. Uh, his, his ball spins out real clean. Uh, he's got some zip to it. He's got great ball placement. Uh, he throws on the move very well. He resets very quickly in the pocket if he's pressured. Uh, there's so much to like about him. The problem is he's about 5'10 and about 190 pounds. Uh, he's built like Allen Iverson, and that's the comparison I'm going to use for him. Uh, I met Allen Iverson back when he played for the Sixers, and, and he was clearly the smallest guy on the court. That's definitely the case with Adams, too. He, I've met Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is much bigger, thicker than Vernon Adams. Uh, so that that's a real problem for him going forward. But if you give him a chance and let him ball out a little bit, uh, he's going to do some impressive things. It's going to be interesting to see if teams are willing to take a chance on a guy that small because you know, he did have some durability issues in his one year at Oregon. So uh, that, that, that kind of – but, man, I hope he gets a shot because he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. And, and the players do gravitate towards him too. Def, definitely a natural leader. Uh, the same is true of Rudock on the East squad. Uh, if they did Mr. Congeniality, he's got, he's the guy who's going to win it. Uh, fan favorite, uh, signing autographs well after everybody else is, is headed towards the team bus. Um, talking with reporters, talking with coaches, scouts, uh, very much in demand guy. Uh, I, I live in Michigan. I saw Michigan play live twice this year and, and I was 
cautiously optimistic about it. I'm a lot more optimistic about his chances now that I've seen him down here. His his arm, the ball is zipping out of his arm. He definitely has the strongest arm on the East squad. Uh, now, now, granted, Joel Stave is one of the quarterbacks on the East, and he's just wasting time. So that, <laughs> you do have to take that into account. But yeah, he's. I'm very impressed with what Jake Rudock has offered, and uh, he's going to get drafted. And I think he's he's he is the perfect you know guy to be a a long term backup that you call on, and and maybe he has to play a half here, a quarter there. Not a guy that you ever really project as a starter, but a guy that you know can be a reliable fill in. You know if you need him, I I think that's his lot in the NFL, and, and I think he'll embrace that and do very well at it. And one more quarterback I'm curious about is Western Kentucky's Brandon Doughty. He's, you know, 24, he's going to be 24 around draft day. He's had some medical problems with the knee injuries. But do you think he's going to help himself this week, or is he kind of a fringe draftable quarterback? You know what? I was very optimistic on him coming down here, and I have not seen a lot to, to really, you know, move my meter. Uh, he's had trouble. He's fumbled a couple of snaps. Uh, he's been low on some handoffs. I know that's been an issue with with a lot of the West running backs and, and quarterbacks. Is they've had some exchange issues, uh, and he's certainly a part of that. I just I wanted to see more. Um, he doesn't have the arm or ball placement that that Adams does, and he doesn't have the stature or presence that that Zach Sudfeld, the other quarterback, does. Uh, so he's kind of in the middle and, and needs to do something to, to stand out, and I haven't really seen that yet. Uh, and like you said, the age is an issue. He he played six years. He got a medical redshirt for a year. Uh, he, he's got an uphill climb. I, quite honestly, I, I expected more. Uh, I had him penciled in as a fourth or fifth round pick coming down here, and now I'm I'm wondering if he is going to get drafted because of those other factors as well. Jeff, that's not bad. We just went through, I think, about 40 players in about 20 minutes. Well, <laughs> That's what you're paying me for, right? That is <laughs> exactly right, Jeff. That, that is outstanding right there, let me tell you. I mean, I, it's, it's, I pretty much feel like I've been down there with the level of information you've given us. So I can tell you that just from a personal, specti- personal perspective, I really appreciate it. I'm sure that most of our listeners do too because it is uh, just unbelievable how much information we packed in there. So really appreciate you joining us here. Oh, thanks. The, the Shrine game is my favorite thing. Uh, I'm a day three of the draft guy. That's my favorite day of the entire year, no matter, you know, better than my birthday, better than my anniversary, better than my kids' birthdays. <laughs> That's my Christmas and New Year's all wrapped together. I love that day. Uh, so if, if you love those players, uh, I'm the guy for you to follow. I'm not, not ashamed to say that. <laughs> that is outstanding. And we're going to see you next week down at the Senior Bowl, too. Is that right? I will be there. It'll be my 10th year in a row going down there. I'm hoping that somebody makes me a cookie or something for to celebrate the anniversary. <laughs> Mark will do that for you, man. Yeah, Mark and I will bring cookies down for you. How about that? That sounds awesome. Outstanding. Well, we are out of time for today. To all of our listeners, we will be back tomorrow breaking down the championship round matchups. For all of us here at ITP and the Quick Kicks podcast, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>